Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Uh, so glad to have you today as we jump into 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And uh, just a reminder, this is uh, a back and forth correspondence between Paul and this church in Corinth that he knew these folks. And and uh, there, there had been some issues arising and there had been some back and forth correspondence. And so Paul is actually, he's writing to them and he's, he's specifically going to answer some questions they have. Uh, but in this, he's he's touching on some other issues that are going on in the church. And uh, there's a bit of a biographical uh, kind of aspect to this as well. And uh, and in that, there's some ministry context. And so we, we get an insight into how the Apostle Paul approached the ministry that God had called him to do. In today's chapter, uh, in fact, the first five verses is what we're going to look at in chapter two. Today's chapter shows us the importance of, of proclaiming Christ, but also the, really the sufficiency of proclaiming Christ. You know, as a church, we don't need all the bells and whistles. We don't need uh, all of the hype that our money can buy. We don't need uh, the fanciest and the best of, of everything we might imagine uh, because what we have in the, the word uh, of God, what we have in the proclamation of the gospel, ultimately is it's the foundation of what we need for the church to thrive. Now, we, we've got all of Scripture and we want to learn all of Scripture and, and apply all of Scripture to how we live in the church. But but by and large, let me, let me show you the Apostle Paul and his approach to ministry. And, uh, and it's hypeless and it's not about how awesome he is. Uh, in fact, it's, it's really aimed at how awesome Christ is. Let's jump in here. Let me show you what I mean. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. <clears throat> it begins, And I... The Apostle Paul speaking here. When I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. You know, Paul, when he came preaching, he wasn't trying to compete with the orators of the day. He wasn't trying to have the most entertaining or engaging moment of speaking and preaching. <clears throat> that, that was not his goal to woo people to uh, by his techniques uh, or by his hype. He says that lofty speech or, or wisdom. He, he was not trying to compete with all the philosophers and, and show that these ideas, they far outweighed and were, were great, greatly superior to any other ideas. Now they are. Don't get me wrong. The, the gospel, it, it, is, uh, it is far superior to any other idea, but that was not his goal. Look at verse two. He says, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now listen, this is, this is not lofty speech and wisdom. This is, uh, this is crucifixion. This is not man-made idea saying, well, here's a great way for us to be saved. This is uh, God-appointed salvation. And it's not impressive. God hanging on a cross, bloodied and beaten. This, this is what Paul, the, the, he decided to know nothing except this. The idea here is, is this was everything he preached. Jesus died and rose again. Look at, the, look at the crucified Savior. Look at the price of our sins. Verse 3. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. What, what does it mean he was with them in weakness? Well, he had been beaten. He had been chased out of cities. He came to Corinth licking his wounds. 
He did not come kind of strutting in uh, in perfect health and just locked and loaded, ready to go. He came as, as someone who had just been thrashed. It says, and I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. He, <laughs> this fear and much trembling, maybe because of the, the, uh, the persecution he had received, but more likely because of the seriousness of what he carried the message of the gospel. And my speech and my message were, were not in plausible words of wisdom. Again, he, he did reason with people. He did offer wisdom. He, he did have explanations and rationale, but, but that was not the core. He, he was not trying to impress anyone with his wisdom. He was trying to leave them in awe of the crucified and risen Savior. This is why he says, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, the, really the power of the spirit working in people who would believe. Here's why. Verse five, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. This is why gospel proclamation was the priority for the apostle Paul. This is why he determined and decided to know nothing except Christ and him crucified. This is why Paul was not trying to use all of the, the new techniques and whatever kind of uh, approach he could use to woo people. This is why he was not an entertainer or a, um, a performing kind of uh, artist with his preaching. He preached Christ. Why? Because if people came and they came for the show and if they came for the hype and if they came because of how awesome Paul was, well, you know what that meant? They were not coming for Christ. They were coming because of the wisdom of man, not because of the power of God. This is why the gospel is of utmost importance. This is why we don't try to uh, use words of wisdom. This would be words that are approved of by the culture around us. And this is why we don't use those lofty words where the culture will be entertained by us. Should a preacher preach well? Yes. Should their arguments make sense in the flow of scripture? Yes. Are, are illustrations appropriate? Yes. But, but is the very core of everything that a preacher and, and that we as those who share the gospel that we do, is it built on the power of God or the wisdom of men? Is it, is it making much of, of who God is and what God can do? Or is it making much of our techniques and our ability to entertain? This, this applies in the worship service directly. This applies in the worship service because the worship service is for the people of God to gather together and give glory and honor to God and then to grow in their maturity and their understanding of the word of God. Uh, this is why we, we, our goal is not to entertain. Uh, our goal in a worship service is that people come, they hear, and they grow. And maybe we'll have a good time along the way, but that's not the goal. The goal is not to entertain. This applies to your personal evangelism. I once, When I was a younger pastor, I had someone tell me that I needed to have a gimmick this was the advice of an older Christian. They said, Mike, you know, if you're a, when you evangelize, you need to have a gimmick. And they, they suggested a certain attire or, or a, you know, kind of a shtick. And, uh, and um, 
I think thank the Lord I didn't follow that advice. Because what is the gimmick? A gimmick draws people in. And if you're drawing people in with a gimmick instead of the gospel, what are you actually drawing them to? Uh, we, we don't, as preachers, we don't want to draw people to ourselves. And when you share your faith, your goal is not that people are enamored with you. It's that they are in awe of Christ. See, this is the ancient way of our modern day. The ancient way of the modern day is to not trust in the, the methods and the techniques of mankind, to not trust in our ability to be entertaining or to sound super intelligent. This is why the ancient way for our modern day is to trust in the clear, concise, direct presentation of Jesus. Perfect, sinless, crucified on our behalf victoriously resurrected. This is why Paul said, I, I decided to know nothing besides Christ crucified. So this is my encouragement and my challenge to you today. My, my encouragement and my challenge to you today is to know nothing besides Christ crucified. When you're sharing with people, you're not trying to win them to a moral standpoint. The Christian faith has morality built into it. You're not trying to win them to a political argument. You're not trying to endear them with your humor or with your charisma. You're not trying to entertain them. You and you, your goal, just like Paul, is to know nothing besides Christ crucified. Your goal and my goal is to hold up Christ with such clarity and such boldness that those who are drawn to Christ are drawn to Christ. Because we don't want to get to the very end. We don't want to get to the very end and, and look at all of the people that we've, we've led into Christianity and discover that we led them into entertainment or into a personality following or into the hype of a certain community. At the very end, we want to look behind us and see all of those who, who we, we love them, we taught them, we pointed them at Jesus and they came to Christ. This is our ancient way for our modern day.